This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is How Do You Do That with Emily Tresseter on Joy 94.9, the show answering the questions you didn't even know you had. This week's guest is Tanza. Now, I usually introduce my guests, but to be totally honest, Tanza does a way better job of that herself. I'm Tanza, and I'm a musician and a performer and a video maker and a designer and a disco DJ and an intergalactic roller skating operatic space cowgirl, among other things. (laughs) I'm a Gemini too, but that's probably quite apparent. We talk about her latest project, Disco Instamatic, the evolution of Tansa and her art, plus how she's been destined to perform since she was little. I want to say something and I want to inspire, I want to uplift, I want to amplify the voices around me and yeah, there's so many things that I can do within this project and so I'm thinking about all those things constantly while I'm making the ridiculous Eurovision music. Okay, so we know that Tansa is an artist with many talents but she's got a very special project that she's working on at the moment. And I asked her what that project is. My latest project is called Disco Instamatic, and it's a large-scale music video installation I'm making in collaboration with a group of very wonderful people from my creative community in Melbourne. And tangibly, what does that look like? Imagine three giant cinema screens joined, kind of hinged at the edges, that are projecting billions of tiny little moving video Polaroid portraits all at once and you're standing in the middle being immersed by this mesmerizing display of Polaroid portraits with or without a pair of headphones from which emits an original disco soundtrack. Oh, so the original disco soundtrack, that's your music? That's right. It's my new single, Deep Fried Disco, and it's a special remix that we have prepared for the work by my favourite Melbourne DJ, Butch La Butch. So Butch La Butch is involved, and there seems to be a few others involved too. The project seems very collaborative. Yes, it is hugely collaborative. It features, I'm I'm hesitant to call them a cross-section of Melbourne's queer creative community, because I think by default, we're naturally a cross-section but they are absolutely my friends. And the reason I'm not calling them a cross-section is because it's not my intention with the work to represent our whole community by trying to hand-pick 20 people that represent all of us. So it's the circle that I'm closest to across a bunch of different disciplines who I adore and love working with and have had a really fabulous time getting to know them better and getting to know their practice together through this collaboration. Totally. And so what is their role in this? So each person that I'm shooting the video portrait of, we've had a creative consultation where we chat about how they came to be in terms of their public-facing persona or their stage character or even the person they, they turn into once they face an audience. All those, considering I'm speaking to people across music, film, visual art, drag, dance, The stories are all really different and wonderful, but we're all bonded together by this idea of having some kind of alter ego or some kind of mask as different or not as it is to the person that we are underneath that we summon when we put our entertainer face forward. 
the role that each collaborator has is formulating what that video portrait's going to look like. I'm looking to distill the essence of what makes each of these performers or creatives iconic, choosing the visual message that people most associate them with, distilling it with the performance to its most refined sense and immortalising it for all time. Here Tansa tells me about who and what inspired and informed her creation of Disco Instamatic. The aesthetic referenced for this work was inspired by the late fashion illustrator Antonio Lopez, who is a Puerto Rican New Yorker who was best known for his fashion illustrations, who in the 70s bought an Instamatic camera and started immortalizing portraits of the models and friends and people in his circle at the time. Now, Polaroids have obviously been widely and iconically used throughout pop culture, especially by Andy Warhol, who famously used Polaroids or Instamatics as a starting point to iconicize a person. I really love Antonio's because when you flick through his Instamatic collection, it really captures the spirit, the energy, the feeling of an era and a community. While I'm not in fashion and while my circle is a little different to Antonio's and I'm obviously several decades into the future, I'm really hoping that people who come to visit Disco Instamatic will get that same sense. They will feel the energy, the spirit and the vibe of what's happening in 2021 in Melbourne in the queer creative community. Disco Instamatic is inspired by that, but you're doing moving pictures, right? It's going to be filmed. Yeah, so I'm really inspired by the aesthetic of Polaroids and how just by the suggestion when you see a blown out high contrast Polaroid photo, it suggests something that's just captured quickly, that's captured instinctively in a moment, a a stolen moment. I'm trying to turn that into a moving moment that goes for 16 seconds. (laughs) So it has the same aesthetic. It has the same blown out vibe. It suggests a Polaroid. It just moves. I really liked experimenting and the development was really fun as well that I did at Abbotsford Convent, just trying to investigate what kind of performance in front of the camera would lend itself to that same feeling of seeing a Polaroid. When you look at Antonio's series, you can almost see the subject dancing behind the camera and moving in your mind's eye thanks to the series. And I wanted to bring that to life. Even just the mere spectacle of three huge screens full of Polaroid panels, I feel is so fabulous that even the casual viewer who perhaps might not be as inclined to read into the work or look for any deeper meaning, it would just be a very glamorous, uplifting, colourful and fabulous piece of art for them to enjoy, even on a superficial level. On a not-so-superficial level, why is Disco Instamatic so important to you and, and why are you creating it now and why is it important that you're creating it? Tanza the project and Tanza the character was built by and for Melbourne. So I'm originally from Sydney and I moved Ah, fabulous. And I moved to Melbourne, Nam, in two thousand and thirteen to start my solo project and it started off as something I'm very proud of as a band project doing mournful semi-orchestral dark majestic ballads basically and I loved it and I still love it and I hope to return to that genre someday but 
once I started finding my people here and started working as a disco DJ and started making videos and started forming friendships and, and creating collaborations, I felt myself evolve. I felt my music evolve. I felt my practice evolve to something that was even more authentic to me. While I loved making my dark ballads, my favorite music genre was always disco, specifically Italo disco. I spent my childhood in Rome and I found myself naturally evolving my nightclub acts from being an operatic diva singing a sad song to being a ridiculous Eurovision diva singing over an Italo disco backing. That, that's how it started and it felt so authentic to me and being ridiculous is very natural for me. <laughs> and it just felt a lot more lighthearted and felt, felt like it fit and represented me where I was and who I was performing with in context within my community better as well. I've never really worded it out loud like that, but I absolutely evolved myself in response to the people and what was happening around me, how I was feeling, how my life got better, the beautiful friendships I made. I feel like all of us influence each other in that way, I think. Yeah, and at the moment, of course, unprecedented times for everybody, but it's still a really exciting and important time for my community here in Nam unprecedented times we're all still working so hard and trying so hard to survive as creatives trying to not only book the gigs but also make some make some meaning kind of understand why if even how we can continue as creatives some really incredible work is being made right now from the nightclub acts and drag clubs to visual artworks to performance artworks to exhibitions that are coming up there's some really special stuff happening and disco instamatic is important to me because i want to elevate a group work that can elevate our work together in an art context to be seen by everybody collectively so while all of us are making wonderful things individually you'll only see us all together if you go to a build that books us all at the same time i certainly haven't been anywhere that's booked 20 of us on one bill. I'm really excited to present, represent, elevate and amplify 20 of us within one beautiful group piece in an artistic context that could hopefully also be archived and revisited in the future. That's, that's really important to me. That, that makes me feel great, that idea. Tansa received quite a bit of support for Disco Instamatic and took some time to reflect on that. I was very lucky to receive funding for this. When I first came up with this idea, I was going to shoot it on my iPhone with just a handful of friends. And I have been supported by the Abbotsford Convent via their studio residency program, the ANZ Mardi Gras grant, and the Creative Victoria Music Industry Recovery Grant, which has been incredible. And I feel so lucky that myself and this project have been chosen for that support. As it came in, the first thing I thought was, how can I spread this out among my friends? How, how can I make this work? reach out and help further the practice of everybody around me. So it's not, even though this is absolutely a Tanza project and hopefully it's going to help me progress my practice within the art world rather than just the music world as well. I hope that it's going to create a platform exposure. It's going to give content for the people involved as well that they can use to promote their own creative businesses. I'm, I, I can go on, but that was my initial thought once financial support came in it felt really exciting 
to not only be able to collaborate for all the wonderful reasons that you collaborate, but also to be able to share and hopefully benefit my creative friends in turn. Before we dive into more about who Tansor is more generally, I had a thought. Is there a live element to Disco Instamatic? When you go to the Abbotsford Convent, you're going to walk into the majestic Magdalen Laundry and you'll see the installation there on a loop. It'll be on three nights in a row for three hours apiece and every night there'll be a live drag show taking place inside the exhibition. Cool. So there's like a live element to it as well. Yes, there'll be a live element to just to just to unite that feeling of our performance with the group work. Um, there'll also be a DJ, probably me. I haven't confirmed with myself yet, but <laughs> I think I'm, I, th- I think my, my disco DJing will be the soundtrack. Okay, so we've discussed Tanza's latest project and have also talked about a number of awesome creative outlets that Tanza has. I know it's not right to ask if you have a favourite child, but I did want to know if Tanza has a favourite creative pursuit. Yeah, I think it would have to be music. As hard as it is to separate from the visual side of what I do, I always hear and feel ideas musically first. Music is what drives me to tears. Music is what conjures a feeling. It's always music. However, I've never... I I tried for a long time, but I never completely fit inside the music industry, which is a broad spectrum as it is, but I feel like what I'm making, especially now that I'm a bit more realised than I was at the beginning of my career, what I create musically is almost inextricable from the visual side. So I've been so lucky to be able to continue to carve out this very unique, funny-shaped niche for myself as a musician slash video slash visual slash DJ slash everything hybrid as a result but music comes first I think singing is always what I'm the most known for no matter how fabulous my video work is hopefully that'll change no (laughs) but yeah I was I first got work as a singer I first found success within my local world as a singer and I feel like my voice is what I'm associated with the most so with singing being her favorite and most recognizable talent I asked Tanza if she always wanted to be a performer. Baby yes. Tanza. Yes, baby, Tan- baby Tanza was a very melodramatic and ignored child. My, my late dad's favourite story was whenever I was sent to my room as a little girl, I'd always sneak out and stand outside their bedroom door and sing a song going, Nobody loves me, I hate my dad. Like when I was three. <laughs> but and, and yeah, absolutely all the things performing to an audience of teddy bears in the driveway kind of thing but as I grew up and kind of didn't need the attention as much I realized that I'm naturally quite introverted but I felt like I had a lot to say and a lot to express and kind of a lot of ideas I wanted to get out but being on stage was always and still can be very uncomfortable for me because I'm very introverted and so I always found solace within a character even if it was just a theatrical affectation or, or a campness or, or just an idea that I could use as a costume, metaphorical or literal, to help get the message across. But the artistic thing was always there. I was actually saying while I was shooting Disco Instamatic when I was a kid in my apartment block in Rome, I was a bossy director child as well and I used to force all the little kids 
in my block to perform for me and I'd, and I'd put on variety shows and everyone had to come up with their own act and I of course was was the dictator director of it all and yeah when I was re when I was shooting this installation recently I thought of those times and how funny it was that I was fulfilling my destiny as a kid like many creatives I was always such a daydreamer and when I would feel a moment or an episode of great emotion or romance I would conjure music and a music video in my mind ever since I was a little kid like if I had a crush I would just dream of them but I would cast them in a music video and I would see them moving through the set and I would hear the soundtrack and I've always been like that and and that is very very similar to my process now it's just now I have the tools to execute it. We've spoken a lot about disco instamatic as well as how Tanza has always wanted to perform in some way but is there a tough part of what Tanza does? The toughest element are maintaining my energy levels. I have chronic fatigue syndrome and I have had for 20 years. I was diagnosed 20 years ago. It comes and goes in waves. So beyond the natural energy levels that you struggle with there, it's also really hard to have the mental energy to make all these creative decisions and be this whimsical disco cowgirl performer, but also do all the practical stuff. So Disco Instamatic has been wonderful and I've got so much support. But even just making decisions about what we're going to use within the event and the times and the admin and all that stuff, running the admin of a creative business, you know, sending my invoices, trying to keep networking to keep my bookings coming in, maintaining all that stuff on top of pumping out the creative work. I'm very lucky to have a manager now who is gently encouraging me to keep things coming up on my socials and keep my engagement going on there and it's it's really hard to because oh my god I'm so bad at that <laughs> I'm I'm so I'm so bad at that and it's it's very hard to keep on top of it all keep my work of a high quality I'm really feeling it at the moment but the reason I'm feeling it at the moment is because so many cool things are happening for me right now so every time I sit there and go oh I'm I'm, I'm about to die I do the old gratitude exercise and it's because I've got this installation coming out I've got an EP coming out I shot a music video right before this that's waiting to be edited as well I've got a bunch of streaming performances booked in America like I've got all these cool things happening and so so much to look forward to but it's just the other side of the coin absolutely it seems that what Tanza does can sometimes be quite draining so why does she continue to do what she does? I spent most of my 20s in an office. I was very fortunate to have a wonderful career as a journalist in a previous life. And it was super exciting and formative and taught me so much and I wouldn't change it for the world. But there was such a creative side to me that was mournful and repressed and, of course, impossible to execute with my energy levels with a full-time job. And so I had to make that decision. And the life I've lived since pursuing the more difficult and way less financially rewarding creative life, my life is so much richer. I've found my people more than ever. I've found a community and I've found myself. I've found my most authentic self. I think also due to the constant self-examination that drives you crazy as part of just being a creative and being the face of your own project also. And just the luxury of being able to turn my dreams into reality. The, the, the luxury of being able to turn the daydream music videos I have in, into 
tangible things. The daydream of being able to cast 20 of my friends in a moving Polaroid exhibition and be able to actually do it. It's those things that I feel are giving me the most blessed, privileged life experience that I'm forever humbled for. And so anytime I feel like chucking it in, I remember how lucky I am and that these opportunities have been given to me for a reason and I must fulfill them. So how did you pivot from journalism to full-time performing? At the time that I got into journalism, I was very young and I did dream of being a performer, but I had no confidence in myself, no self-belief and certainly no grasp of anything close to what I really wanted to say to the world and what I really had to give to the world as a creative. I understand that now. Being a journalist gave me a really exciting life, which as a 20-year-old was the dream and helped immerse me within part of the entertainment industry that I craved, even though it was a different side. And I think it was me just trying to use my skill set and my position of privilege as well as I could to kind of get myself where I could within what I wanted without actually having the the concept of who I was and who I wanted to be. As I progressed in that career and the career became more corporate and I realized that I wasn't finding any meaning, it got to a point where I was in bands. I was in punk bands, I started. I was in a punk band and I was in rock bands on the side and then I'd come to work during the day and I loved the music so much and of course like it was it was the best existence and one of my bands in particular was given great opportunities by a major record label and we went overseas and we did all these cool things and I never really felt like I was focusing enough on that project because work was a lot and I had a lot of responsibilities and I couldn't just chuff off and be a rock star and focus on being a good rock star even and creating good music and being a good performer and thinking about what I was doing because my focus was so split. Added to that, of course, my energy levels were completely depleted and I got very, very ill from trying to be a musician and a full-time journalist in an office at the same time and it actually took a very bad health incident to make me make the decision actually it's almost like the universe gave you a sign yeah it's absolutely a sign well it was a real fork in the road and I had to choose and I was still so young and I thought I feel I can feel where that my fire is leading me and I think I would be crazy to not pursue this opportunity when I can hopefully maybe hopefully not <laughs> come back one day to a more dependable life why not pursue what is giving my life so much more meaning and connecting me with the life experiences and the people that are more aligned with me and what I'm hoping my higher purpose is before we finish chatting I asked Tanza what she would tell someone with a passion and drive to perform and create like her I would tell them to think about the place that their art will occupy in the world and how or if their art or, or them as a person can be in service to people. It's something that I constantly ask myself and constantly use to recenter myself because I want to make sure that I'm not just throwing a music release on a pile of endless music Spotify playlists out there. I don't want to add more noise to the world. I don't want to use the Earth's resources and my money and, and, and my life to create something that doesn't occupy a particular place in the universe. <laughs> For example, 
I loved making my mournful ballads so much and I was connecting to some wonderful audiences, but it wasn't until I further distilled into disco tanza, which is still semi-orchestral, very layered, well, not orchestral on my latest record, but very, very layered, very overthought (laughs) artistic stuff, just like the last project. It's just the genre is completely different. The presentation is completely different because I thought about where I sit in my community. I thought about where I want to go as a person. I thought about how my show can best enhance the climate of Melbourne, of Nam, and it is by embodying this specific character of mine who is actually a disco DJ. It's like, why don't you make disco music? Why don't you make your favourite genre of music? Why don't you incorporate all these stories and, and all these layered arrangements that you love composing into the genre that you love the most? Why don't you execute it in the bizarre Eurovision way that you feel doesn't currently exist in Australia because nobody has horrible taste as much as you? (laughs) But for example, make sure that your art has a place. Create something that's authentic to you. Express yourself. Do all the things that you need to do as an artist, but think about where it's going to land. I'd love to thank Tanza for being on the show and for offering such personal and poignant advice. It was awesome to hear from someone collaboratively creating with a group of queer Melbourne artists and to hear about leaping into what you truly believe your life calling is. For more information about Tanza and Disco Instamatic, head to www.tanzatanzatanza.com. That's T-A-N-Z-E-R. I'll leave you with some of Tanza's music. This is Tango.
Thanks for listening to another episode of How Do You Do That with Emily Tresseter. If you think you or someone you know would make a great guest on the show, get in touch. Email howdoyoudothat at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.